say something really profound. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Ooh. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> okay, bars. <laughs> and then laugh like how you would laugh like at your fullest. Okay, let's try that out. afternoon, morning, uh, evening, everyone. This is Namashe Podcast, a podcast where black and brown queer people talk about their self-care. My name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there, and I am the host. My name is Yell. My pronouns are she and they. And this is an installation of our artist creative series. So thank you so much, Yell, for being on my podcast. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Um, so we're going to dive right in. Um, what? Oh, no, we're not. I totally forgot to tell you about this. <clears throat> we are going to do a little icebreaker. It's going to be stupid. Um, and I'm coming up with it right now if you cannot tell. Okay, so <laughs> if you could be any type of tea, like the kind that you drink, what kind of tea would you be? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. You know I used to work at a tea store. Mm. Yeah, so this is like very okay. on brand. Pinky's for me. up, I'm uh, ready. <laughs> um, I I really love all kinds of tea, not to be that girl, but I love Roybus tea mm. from South Africa. Yes, it's so good. Yeah, it's oh. delicious. It's delicious. It's like creamy mm-hmm. and like like a little bit of stringent, like a tiny bit, but it's not it's not like you know <clears throat> like a like a like a green tea where that like you kind of get that the, that the astringently tans. like dry yeah. feeling on your tongue i love rubus okay uh, do you like to mix it with anything or is like just straight up rubus because i've had it with I'm like big, other things you know right okay i'm a big fan of like straight up or honeybush which i think is like a cousin of rubus oh okay thing. Yeah, I just, I'm a big fan of the classics. Um, definitely a big fan of, like, straight-up rooibos. But if I had to choose something, like, a mix-in, we had, like, a cream caramel rooibos oh. at the tea shop. That was That sounds amazing. It's amazing. Damn. <laughs> it's really good. Most, I feel like a lot of people do not know about, like, rooibos tea. And the only reason why I really know about it is because I... I've worked in the coffee, the food service industry. And so I was like a bar manager for like a few different coffee shops. And so Rubis tea was there and people were always like, what the fuck is that? And I was just like, let me tell you, like, cause you're right. It has such a good mouthfeel. Like it's like, how is just like a tea? So like literally just like add water and it just feels like so smooth in your mouth and like that slight sweetness. And there's like no caffeine. Mm. Yeah, and it's like yeah, naturally sweet. I'm yeah. Like, what is this? what is this sorcery? It's, it's delicious. so good. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Was not expecting you to come out with like such a strong answer. Um, Swing it. <laughs> yikes! It's so confrontational. Um, 
I I probably would be um, peach is what's kind of right right like coming up in my mind. I love a stone fruit, um, but I love peaches because they're like super juicy and they're so sweet. And um, I am very southern, um, and southern people love some peaches. But I would say like <clears throat> as heavy and flavorful as peaches can be, I love it with like a matcha. Ooh. I love matcha way more than my anxiety um, really, <laughs> really would like for me to. Let's have that discussion. Yeah, like I have to like be like a full, full, full stomach and like do a full meditation before I drink <laughs> matcha because otherwise I'm fucking spiraling. Like yeah. it's instantaneous and it's so discouraging. But like a peach matcha would be sexy as fuck. But like uh shaken yeah like like okay so let me let me let's deep it oh so, i'm ready <laughs> would you get like pureed peaches obviously within the matcha? oh wow yeah yeah but i mean it would have to be because peaches are like i mean it's a fruit so it would be pure it would be a mixture of puree and just the juice right oh. yeah yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then um, you know, whisk the matcha and then shake that bitch up. Probably yeah. put some boba in there because Because I'm taste making is really like wow. that's something you maybe don't know about me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're blowing my mind right now. I wish I had matcha right now to like just fuck me up. I've only had like <laughs> I've only had like some vegan uh chicken nuggets <laughs> for breakfast. Oh. I don't know. All of that sounds delicious. I'm honestly. on vacation, I, so <laughs> do what you want. Fuck a smoothie, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I packed I packed a smoothie from home, and I'm like, ugh, I wish this was a biscuit of some kind. Oh, always, I love I'll biscuits. What's in your smoothie? Because it low key matches your shirt, and oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> was it on purpose? Your listeners are gonna be like, this girl is strange. Um, no, uh, the the so it's got blue spirulina i've been on a spirulina mm. kick as of late um because i don't get enough like i don't get enough sunlight <laughs> as it is because i'm you know typically wake up before sunrise and i'm on the plane and i'm in that tube for most of the day so i was like let me get some chlorophyll spirulina in my diet um but yeah it's blue spirulina spinach um <clears throat> what else hemp seeds oat milk and I believe pineapple and mango okay. are also a part of this smoothie item that I've got. That sounds solid. Yeah, I, I'm no, I know there's something I'm forgetting, but like it is delicious and it holds me down throughout this multi-day trip that I'm on. I always want to incorporate spirulina into my smoothies, um, mm -hmm. but I'm like traumatized from having to clean it up. It's, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like as bad as turmeric, um, but a little bit like lighter as far as like powders go. And so I used to work at a raw vegan restaurant and they had smoothies and spirulina was one of them. And <clears throat> they had like different combinations where like it'd be spirulina and cacao and cinnamon or something like that. Or it would just be straight up spirulina. 
and it was just it came in a fucking bag and like if you close if you like move the bag too fast the spirulina is everywhere and you just be stained it's embarrassing but spirulina is like kind of that bitch like it's pretty good um the, the color is um honestly brilliant it's a it's a really beautiful color like the blue and the green but yeah can't be beat can't be beat i was i was with the was using a um a green spirulina before this but whole foods only had um the blue kinds and i was like who am i to judge you know who am i question fate yeah like i'm gonna gonna just get the blue one and this is solid like it's not bad it just smells like a fish tank it does it smells like a fish tank uh yikes <laughs> but, <laughs> but you put it in like i mean because you only put like a teaspoon in at a time it's not like you're like you might taste it some but like i don't know it's kind of masked oh yeah and then there's banana in this also it's kind of masked by the other mm-hmm. fruit flavors the other sabors um but yeah it's it's a solid little smoothie i wish it again i wish it were like a chicken biscuit but <laughs> <laughs> it's all right I always wish anything is a biscuit. Um, <laughs> I love biscuits so much. Um, okay. So, y'all, um, what is your identity in the community? Or some of your identities, if you want to share more than one. Okay. Um, I am a screenwriter, uh, a model, um, a Jamaican-American, um, as generally like very silly person and uh what else did I write down oh yeah I'm I'm fluid I'm still wrestling with queer as a title but I see myself as like a fluid person in terms of like romance and relationships cool yeah Like, is that good? Yeah, no, that's great. I love that for you. I can give you more, like, um, affirmation if you would like at the end. Please, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I do. I'm not being facetious. No. Uh, so um, how do these different identities um, inform your wellness and your self-care? Mm. Um, I think, like, by way of being a writer, mm-hmm. I'm typically in my head quite a bit just thinking and observing and so activities that take me on the outside of myself or on the outside of my mind are really helpful so um as much as i hate it like exercise is a really big one i love to jump rope Ooh, wow that's very east coast of you what'd you say i said said that's very east coast of you like they don't do that like on the west coast and i didn't realize that until really oh god there was a show called like America's Best Dance Crew or something. I love dance shows. Um, And there was this group from the East Coast and they were um, jump roping. And I was like, obviously, like that's what people do. And like everyone on the West Coast was like, whoa, you're jump roping? I'm like, y'all niggas ain't jump roping? Like, are you kidding? It's the easiest thing. You just get a string and then you jump. But yeah, like they were like, this is amazing. And I was like, oh, this is very East Coast. So... I, you know, I don't even make, yeah, I remember like growing up and seeing girls, uh, jump rope a yeah. lot and do double dutch and things like that. And, you know, I, I've got my own trauma to unpack around double dutching because I was, I was double handed is what they, is what they called it or, or something like I couldn't turn the rope in a, in a way that was consistent. And oh. so they called you double handed. So I was never allowed to 
turn the double dutch rope. Wow, can, right. can you double dutch? I cannot double dutch. Okay, me neither. Yay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm <All right>. so relieved. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed because it's like, I have good rhythm. <laughs> But, like, I think for me, it's a fear thing because, wow, do those ropes hurt when they hit you in the face? Especially, like, the plastic ones in gym class or physical education. Those things, like, will leave fucking welts. And I'm like, I just would literally rather opt out. Who decided to coat them in plastic, I wonder? Like, and not just any plastic. It was, like, those, like, little palettes like they oh yeah the ones with the beads on it too yeah i was talking about just the straight up plastic string like the oh my god yikes sorry i'm having flashbacks i know i'm like damn (laughs) but like i really do love the jump rope too so i think that's really cool like so you like to like exercise but as far you're not a fan of exercising but like jump roping is something that is something that you actually like to do it's accessible. Yeah, like, it's accessible in that I can carry the ropes anywhere with me. Um, I can do this while I'm waiting in between flights or if, like, you know, I have five minutes at the house and I'm feeling extra anxious. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just break out the rope and just pummel that sh- I'll jump out. Literally, it feels like I'm jumping out of my skin. Oh, that. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> jump back. Yeah, like, it's, it's a way to... I guess you could compare it to like rebounding, like how some people re- like do the rebounding, um, or sure is. what is it called? Also, uh, trampolines, <clears throat> like that. That action, uh, I read somewhere like that action is like it drains your lymphatic system or helps oh, drain your lymphatic system. Okay, gotcha. That's so I'm cool. not sure if it's connected to anxiety, but you know, flushing out anxiety while you're flushing out your lymph lymphatic system, yeah. <laughs> flushing out your lymph Uh, (laughs) no that's just funny to me I mean I know that like um for me if I'm feeling particularly anxious like a repetitive movement helps so even if it's just walking right like and like being really conscious of my breath like breathing in for four steps breathing out for four steps um throwing myself into like maybe like a sun salutation and but I have heard that repetitive motions like jumping or jumping rope um kind of help uh regulate our bodies so that we're focusing on like the breathing aspect and like being in our body so I mean I would say the science of jump roping definitely kind of checks out there Wow, yeah. I, I, I love that. And it also sounds like it might be a little bit meditative for you. like. Yeah, you, you, there's definitely moments where like I will zone out, you know, um, or I'll focus on a spot on the wall and just like stare at it. And then I'm just, I'll go faster and faster and it feels, it feels amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy jump rope a lot uh, as, a, as a, a tool. Okay. Are there other ways that um, <clears throat> that your identity like informs your wellness and your self care? Yeah. Um, so a part of what I do is uh, like I, I'm, I model for work outside of flying, mm-hmm. and um, it's a very while there's a lot of like inclusivity and um, <clears throat> you know like different different body types being uh, being presented in the industry now. I find that you do have to keep up a certain, like, appearance. Um, So whether that's, you know, doing some dieting or doing, uh, like, a smoothie cleanse here and there, you know, those things, while they are 
at times very toxic. Uh, it, it is a it is a part of what I do to kind of you know make myself marketable as a as a model. Um, we were talking a little bit before uh, about this, but like the New York market is very different than the LA market. Where like in New York, it there's more body diversity. Um, uh, especially in like the plus size industry, you can see like actual fat people being uh, in campaigns and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like Universal Standard had uh, Lashane, who's a model from South Carolina, uh, in one of their biggest ads, and she's a visibly fat person, like not just you know small in one area and right. then large in other areas. Whereas in Los Angeles, uh, you know they're they're casting for brands like Athleta or. Um, I want to even say like Old Navy and the, the plus models out there tend to be the more Coke bottle shapes, like flatter stomachs, mm-hmm. larger limbs, but thin faces. So it's really yeah. um, like uh, Tabria Majors. Is that her name? Yeah. She's a baddie. But She's the it's... goat. I love her. <laughs> but it sounds like that's kind of more what they're like. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, fat, but as long as you have this shape, then you're fine. Exactly. Like you said, that hourglass or that is it Coke bottle or whatever. Coke bottle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a double edged sword because like on one hand, I I struggle with this a lot. Like I, I don't want to feed into these. Um, I want to feed into that. Like we've all we've all we're all doing the work to get past. Um, here, you could probably cut this part out because I'm like stumbling over my words. Um, Not gonna. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're all trying to get out from underneath uh, this idea of, like, what our bodies should look like. Mm-hmm. And I think in an industry that is championing body positivity, um, you know, there is a lot of acceptance, but like you said, it's only as long as you look a certain way. Right. Yeah. So there's still a long way to go. Um, yeah, so I think as far as, like, my wellness routine right now, I'm focused uh, on weight loss actually in order to market myself better in the the Los Angeles markets like I've done fairly decent in New York um I've worked for uh Mind Body Green um I've worked for Target like I've been I've been really lucky on that end but I'm trying to break into the Los Angeles market and in order to do that I have to make my body look a certain way Mm -hmm. so right now I'm I'm (laughs) Restricting calories. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, it's a big yikes. I love um, calories. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm trying to find ways to make it enjoyable. So, like, uh, making smoothies that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, making these bowls. Like, I like to make these salmon bowls mm. with, you know, edamame and chopped up uh cabbage like to make this into like a like a beautiful red slaw you know stuff like that um trying to eat a lot (laughs) but not eat a lot i don't know if that makes any sense Um, eat a lot of one thing but not eat a lot of another thing yeah like restricting carbs is a big thing um you know processed carbs like refined carbs Mm -hmm. things like that um yeah, it's just, and I keep telling myself, like, it's so that you can do the kind of work that you want. So my hope is that once I get the visibility, I can then break down those 
boundaries or like break down those stereotypes or whatever um and make for more make way for more body positivity yeah uh, within the industry because I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing you know uh it's it's (laughs) there are days I go to set I'm like me for real okay (laughs) okay I'm like all right I'm here cool let's do this you know um yeah so yeah okay that was really I mean that was like super uh, when you told me that there's like a difference in uh like New York versus LA and like with their expectations like I was like at first like oh like I I guess I didn't think about that just because I'm like whatever like a model's a model but it kind of makes sense of like all the I would say stereotypical things we know about LA um versus you know what I know which is very little um about New York and so um I definitely wish you luck on that um thank you (laughs) I'm I'm very um I, I I think I just don't have a lot of drive or interest in like thinking about calories um (laughs) and like I remember my ex was like um had to lose a good bit of weight um for their uh the job that they have right now and it was like so frustrating because they were they were using BMI body mass index which is so weird like because it's like I mean, at the time, the year was 2020. The, the year was 2020, and I was like, wow, we're in 2020, and we're still, like, like addressing BMI. Like, that's a valid form of anything. Um, yeah. So they had to lose so much weight. And I just real I recognized, like, in trying to feed them that, like, I have no idea how many calories anything was. Like, they were trying all sorts of, like, different diets. Like, they tried uh, keto, um, and they were like, oh, this is – dangerous and I was like it's it is really dangerous also they're like lactose intolerant and so they couldn't oh my god yeah so like keto was just like I think they did keto for like two days and they were like this is not gonna work um but like I remember like being like oh well beans and rice right because like beans and rice are super nutritious especially if you use like brown rice whatever (laughs) and they were like it has a lot of it has a lot of carbs and I was like yeah because we need carbs to like function (laughs) like and they were like yeah no I'm trying to I'm trying to cut down that and I was like well where are you going to get your energy from like I was just like I don't understand (laughs) and I just was like I was like always trying to figure that out but it's like it's such a I, I I mean aside from like you know maybe like diabetic folks like I feel like our food doesn't have to be like so scientific unless we're trying to use like our food as a way to you know change our bodies in in certain ways right and the only reason why i say like if you're diabetic is like i have a a diet like a history of diabetes in my family and so just growing up seeing like my dad having to do whole math equations just before he like ate this fucking sandwich Right yeah. to make sure, like, okay, my blood. Sh- I took my blood sugar and it's here. And then if I eat this sandwich and this bread is this much, and then the cheese is this, and da 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 da. There was no cheese because lactose intolerant. Uh, 
<laughs> and like it like destroys my family's stomach. It's actually um, a little bit comical because I'm like, wow, how black, <laughs> how how black and like indigenous are we, right? Um, but like, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, and so it's just it's it's interesting to like really like think like okay, you know, if this is how I want to break into this industry, if this is how I want to you know, make my way in, then this is something I'm going to have to consciously think about when in reality, you know, eating healthy doesn't actually have anything to do with counting calories. It's more like, did you eat some fruit today? Did you eat some vegetables? How about some grain? Have you drank water? Like, it's really, simple. you know, pretty simple, but um, it's kind of become this massive yeah. industry. Yeah, it's really, um, it's really complicated and it's so, emo- like so many emotions are tied to it, mm. you know, like I, because on one hand, while I do want to break into the industry, you know, the Los Angeles market, especially, I'm also like a big foodie and I, I love food and I enjoy cooking and I enjoy cooking for other people. And so you, you kind of, it's like this, uh, conflict, this emotional conflict every time I'm like, oh, I should eat this salad with <laughs> with protein mm-hmm. because it's the, the healthier option but there are mornings where I wake up also and I'm like I don't want a smoothie I want eggs and like you know something sumptuous and hot and yeah. you know sticky and tasty you know what I'm saying so yeah. it, it's it's a it's um I think our, our like diet culture is definitely complicated what healthy can look like and what it can look like from body to body person to person mm-hmm. especially you know I'm I come from a Caribbean background like we eat a lot of uh rice we eat a lot of rice we eat a lot of um cornmeal you know in the mornings like cornmeal porridge is like a, a, a big sure. uh like breakfast item that we have and is that like grits it is like grits okay. it's basically grits okay. uh yeah it's it's and what's funny is that I'm not a fan of grits, yeah. but I, I really fuck with cornmeal porridge. Anyway, but yeah, you'll, you're, you know, you plug that into my fitness pal and it's telling you that it's, you've surpassed your calories for the day by eating like a cultural food. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's all very odd. It's all very odd stuff. Yeah. But. It's giving like, you know, maybe a little racist. Um, I, <laughs> I follow this, um, a uh, nutritionist who has an Instagram and I drawing a complete blank on fi- on what her Instagram handle is, but I'll try to find it. Is it, it. black nutritionist? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah, I was I like, whoops, it's such a complicated Instagram <laughs> handle, black nutritionist. <laughs> but she's like an African lady with locks. Is that her? Yeah, that's Yeah, her. and she's like pregnant right now. But like, at first I was like, uh, okay, like I'll follow a nutritionist just because I, I've only really known like white people to be nutritionists and they just keep telling me to not season my food and I'm just not going to listen to that. You remember whenever, um, the paleo diet was like big Yeah. and they didn't season anything. Yeah. Cause they were like, well, our paleolithic ancestors, I was like, your paleolithic ancestors, (laughs) y'all weren't seasoning things. Don't look me in my eye and tell me not to season my goddamn food. Are you fucking kidding me? Wild. It was so wild. But you can't use soy sauce. Are you you nuts? It was yeah, but like that was. (laughs) I remember like hearing that, and I was like, okay, well that meal doesn't sound so bad. If you like, it was like someone who was trying the diet, and I was like, 
know, maybe put a little garlic, um, put a little onion. Because, right. like, those are technically vegetables. <laughs> and yes. they were like, no, you can't do that because that adds calories. And I was like, I don't know if seasoning counts as calories. <laughs> like, I just don't. I was like, sure, don't put, like, a real onion in there. Just put onion powder. And they were like, it yeah. still adds. And I was like, if it adds calories, it adds marginal calories. Right? Yeah. Yeah, just, you're absolutely right. Just like take one less bite or something. If you're really, <laughs> like, I would just assume take one less bite so that I can like raise my calorie per bite because I'm adding garlic. I'm just going to do it. So yeah, yeah, it was very weird. But what I like about Black Nutritionist um, on Instagram is that she's just like, it's kind of weird that y'all are telling people to not eat their culturally like sound foods whenever these cultures and like these food traditions have been around since forever. And you're like going to look me in my eye and be like, you're not supposed to eat rice. Like rice everywhere in the world eats rice. Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Literally every culture in every part of the world is like, yeah, rice. And if it's not rice, then it's like corn. You know what I mean? Like it's some other like, starchy grain. something grain yeah, yeah of course it's 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 beyond me um something that like my grandmother my grandmother put me on to like a lot of other starches from like a young age like uh cassava is like a big thing mm, yeah. um other root vegetables we have like this thing called yellow yam which is like another big ass tuber that you can boil and eat with you know in in place of in place of rice and like you know she in her old age and I think with some influence from her doctors and things, because like you, my, you have the history of diabetes on both sides of my family. She's been really careful about the kinds of starches that she eats and when. Mm-hmm. And so she's found a lot of success with eating these like very traditional root vegetables uh, in that way. So I think there's like ways that you can make it work for you. I also think like there's all the shit in our food that, especially in the States that makes us uh, sick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not feeling that good. So anyway, so yeah, eating, like eating is a big way that I take care of myself. Um, it's a little, it's a little weird right now, but <laughs> I love to eat. <laughs> good food. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, when do you know that you need to engage in self care? What are some signs for you? Um, <clears throat> when I can't, breathe deeply or like when my breath doesn't drop into my diaphragm and it's sort of trapped in my chest Mm -hmm. I know that my anxiety is on 10 and I need to like really make time to sit with myself and breathe um I also can tell when I like wake up uh sad in the mornings so like if I uh if I go a couple days with like drinking alcohol I can automatically sense a difference when I wake up because I'm super sad mornings wow yeah um, yeah like because you know alcohol is a depressant mm-hmm. and blah 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 uh and then when my digestion is off that's like another huge way that i can tell yes so yeah you get, like i call it anxiety stomach i call it like anxiety and depression stomach but with anxiety stomach like it's really hard for me to get food into my body like it's like I'm, I'll have a meal that I really like and I'm just like, oh my God, I have to chew this and then I have to swallow it and then it's going to go down my esophagus. Like it's too, it's too much work. And then my stomach is like 
fucked like bubble guts. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. I just like, woke what up. What are you doing to me? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you attacking me? Um, <laughs> okay. So it sounds like, I mean, it sounds really like you are pretty in tune with your body telling you how you're feeling, even if it's not necessarily like, um, not necessarily just like, oh, we're tired, but it's like emotionally how you're feeling as well. Oh yeah, big time. Um, big time. Yeah. Um, I'm learning that it's okay to like feel emotional. I think that's the, like allowing myself to feel that mm-hmm. is like a big help. Um, so yeah. Would you say like you said like allowing yourself to feel that is that something that you had to kind of learn how to do or do you feel like you've always been good at uh experiencing your emotions a bit of both um I did a lot of theater like growing up and oftentimes like I would feel I would notice how I was feeling but if it wasn't in service of what we were doing you know for example like, like rehearsal or if you had to, you know, practice with, yeah, like rehearsals, let's just say that, Mm -hmm. um, and you weren't feeling well, you had to kind of eat shit and say like, I'm going to push this down and, Mm -hmm. you know, the show must go on literally. Um, and, and now that I work a, I work a, a corporate job, like I'm a flight attendant for my day job. Um, it's, it's very much the same. And obviously like if you're super ill, don't go to work, but if you're having like period cramps, it's expected that you sort of let that fade into the background Mm -hmm. and you focus on your job. So I do a good bit of suppression on a day-to-day basis because of that, but the the opposite, (laughs) the result of that is, um, you know, I can feel very, like, overwhelmed like my teeth like I grind my teeth and so like I have to take care of it somehow or else it will manifest in these other yeah. physical like fucked up physical ways yeah um yeah uh I don't know if that answered the question I did yeah okay cool <laughs> have you always um have you always recognized um I know that you said that you as a as a theater kid kind of recognize like oh I I have these feelings I have to push them away um how how good or bad does it feel to be in those feelings like to be living and experiencing those feelings obviously not all feelings feel good but like does it feel good to experience them um it's a great question I should really be talking with my therapist about this a little bit more because we got into this last week uh, about naming uh feelings mm-hmm. and it was incredibly difficult for me to say like I feel x and y when I feel it so acutely in my whole body like mm-hmm. you know it's hard to talk about um I think like I'm learning that these are very human things that I'm going through. It's not just, it's not singular to me. Everybody's dealing with that. Mm -hmm. Um, We're dealing with a, you know, a shade of this feeling. um, And that's been helpful. At the same time, um, if I don't take care of it, (laughs) it it can also, you know, 
man, like it manifests itself in some strange ways. Like, you know, like I mentioned teeth grinding, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, was that the question? What was the I question? honestly forgot the question. <laughs> cool. I think, you, yeah, you got it. <laughs> we got it. Feelings. I like asked the question and then I was like, I, I, I don't know what I asked. <laughs> um, but thank you for sharing about that. I, um, I have anxiety too. And it's, it's interesting to see how it, how it shows in my body. Um, and sometimes it's like fucking annoying. Cause it's like, well, I'm mid sandwich and now I don't, now I can't eat it. Or <laughs> it's like happened so much, especially like recently where I'm like, yeah, I'm finally hungry. I'm going to go on my lunch break and I'm going to eat. And then I get to my lunch break and I'm like, oh my God, I have to eat this. This is absurd. <laughs> I have to chew it. <laughs> um, I did find it interesting that you said that you wake, like, you know, that, um, you know, something's off that you need to engage in self care because you wake up feeling sad. Um, but then you also said you wake up feeling sad because you've been drinking. Do you feel like the drinking is because of the sadness or do you feel like, um, that, that those are not related that, Oh, you just happen to have been drinking. Um, as of late. So last month or no, the month before last, cause now we're in March. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> During my birthday month in January, I drank quite a bit after not drinking for like maybe three or four months. Oh, yeah. And my Lord, let me tell you, uh, I would wake up like super like sad. Um, and I, I have to be, I have to like take, uh, take into account how much I'm drinking, how often I'm drinking, uh, to kind of help me not feel so crappy in the, in the mornings. Um, so I, I don't know, but I think also I do have diagnosed de- depression with depression with anxious distress, and it is a part of that. But I notice that I'm less likely to wake up sad if I am not drinking okay. often, yeah. As well as if I'm exercising often, mm-hmm. and you know maybe also not participating in capitalism. But uh, mm-hmm. too real, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we cannot out out of everything just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I'm about just like your comment about the drinking and the sadness and waking up that way. I don't know that I've ever really thought about that. I also don't drink nearly as much as I as I used to. So, <clears throat> which is I guess good. Um. But, Question. Yeah. Sorry. Is it, am I getting too sad? Like, I don't... I don't no, know you're not getting too sad at all. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I mean... I really... No, you're yeah. doing... Like, you're genuinely doing great. Um, truly. Okay. Um, and I appreciate you sharing these things. I'm also asking, like, <laughs> these questions. So, <laughs> again, if you're like, mm, then you can say no. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, how do you take care of your mind, your body, your spirit? Mm-hmm. You've mentioned um, some of it before as far as, like, jump roping and, and cooking and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, I love, like, I'm, yeah, like, all that stuff is awesome. I recently, I don't do it enough, but I really like EFT, like, the emotional freedom technique where you, like, do the tapping. Oh, yeah. Like, 
yeah, like, that shit is great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me tell you. So, I had a flight, I had a flight where I worked with a particularly difficult senior mama. Senior mamas are, you know, seasoned flight attendants that have been around uh, for years, right? And they look at you and you're like, they're like, well, this young, this young buck, who do they think they are? Anyway, she was trying me the whole trip. And we got into an argument on the like one of our last legs uh, before we had a like an overnight in Philly, and so I decided to get off the, the flight and I went and I sat down um, in the terminal and I fired up my Insight Timer app and just found emotional freedom technique for um, for like like anger mm-hmm. and I went I literally went from an 11 to maybe like a, like an 8 or a 7 wow and I could talk to her calmly without resorting to you know name calling or like what what every fiber of my being wanted me to do so that that technique is great um what else? what else I love to laugh like I'm big into laughter <laughs> I get on Twitter every day and I die like I Twitter just... is wonderful <laughs> it, is. it is so much better than Instagram and Facebook <laughs> and those are the only other ones I'm on and it's so it's just it's like it's like t- Tumblr like how Tumblr how great Tumblr was to me at yep. least as a as a closeted queer um <laughs> twitter i'm just kind of like yeah 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 that's great so yeah twitter is um is, is uh, the goat <laughs> yeah it's just pure jokes like from top to bottom I'm like who do, who wouldn't love this like, yeah and it's like the, the thing that i love about it is like i love words like i i process yeah. things a much better like much easier by like reading instead of like like if you show me how to do something that's fine but like also written instructions would be really great um and i and so i love that it's like so word heavy like it's like just one-liners or just like goofy stories that fit in like i think they doubled it to like 280 characters or something and i'm just like wow this is this is like the little spurt of goodness that i need let me just keep on going past this sad news (laughs) yes That's wow, also low key where I get a good bit of my news. So, but yeah. Some anyway. of it's re- and some of it's pretty. Uh, you know, it's convenient yeah. like to get both things. Um, but yeah, I love to go on Twitter and just like giggle. Yeah. For you know, whenever I'm feeling um, particularly blue or like you know my my, my mood is low, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like uh, to be outside. Like I love time in nature. So I was able to like go visit my family really quickly uh, last last week, and there's a, a nature preserve behind our neighborhood, and I went for this long ass hike, and I just was like frolicking. Yeah, I felt like it just feels good to not be around, be surrounded by buildings mm-hmm. uh, for once, or like other people even. Um, and I sat by the water, and I just like cooled out. You know, so that's that's a big uh, that's another big one that I wish I could do more often. Yeah. Um, is the nature preserve in Charlotte? It's in Huntersville. Huntersville, okay. It's in Huntersville, so like it's Stevens Road Nature Preserve. Okay. So you like go down this long ass road, and at the end of the road is like the nature preserve, and you you can park your car and walk and go go yeah. in. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was lovely. I, I was like, I wish there was a fucking hiking trail in Brooklyn, <laughs> but I have the Barclays Center, so you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then what else did I? What else do I? Love? I don't sleep. Getting good sleep. You know, if I'm feeling really stressed out or like uh, depleted, making sure that I get a good eight hours, eight to ten. If I'm feeling luxurious, uh, <laughs> I love to, I love to sleep. Do you have an, an ideal amount of time that, like, whenever you feel like, ooh, this is like optimum? Yell, I've gotten X many hours of sleep, and you know, this time for yeah. me. Honestly, I can't even say like a time, but I know I feel the best when I don't have an alarm. Ooh. You know, that my body just wakes up like automatically mm-hmm. um so the like you know after specifically after a long trip like work trip or a, a series of days where I'm working a lot on set or something and I just lay down don't set any alarms turn my phone off and then I just wake up like a brand new like a brand new baby the next day mm-hmm. um that is that's like the most healing thing um yeah, I love to sleep. Sleep is a sleep is a, a building block. It's a cornerstone for all you know health um, health things. Why am I feeling so shy right now? <laughs> I can not look at you. Would that <laughs> No, it's fine. I just I don't know. Like sometimes you hear, when you hear yourself talk, you're like, "What are you saying?" You're saying great stuff though. I'm like, "Are you? Is that true?" <laughs> <laughs> Do I like to sleep? Do I like these? I love to sleep. But yeah, <laughs> sleeping, EFT, uh, meditation, um, cooking delicious food, uh, and then being in nature. Yeah, I don't know if I said that last one already, but yeah, yeah. being in nature. Well, that's awesome. Um, and what is a, um, what is something you need to improve on in self-care? Mm. consistency um consistency is a a big one I think there there are weeks that I go without doing things um because I'm so much on the go and like Mm -hmm. feel like I have to be on for my jobs things like that but um I'm getting better at doing things every day like even if it's a small amount so Mm -hmm. today you know, I, I couldn't do the full 30 minutes of rope, so I did, like, maybe 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even that helps boost my mood, and, like, I'm good for the rest of the day. So, like, you know, small small steps and not striving for per- perfectionism with with it. Um, it can look different every day. Uh, and giving myself, like, my therapist was like, you know, you need to be more compassionate towards yourself i'm like what hell yeah i think you might have the same therapist um because <laughs> she's like i i've i've i'm on my second therapist which makes it sound like i'm just like going through therapists but no the first therapist that i had um wasn't quite it but the one that i have now love that bitch and both of them were like i mean upon first of like you know our very first session we're like you're really hard on yourself and I'm like "Ah, I'm the oldest child and (laughs) so yeah 
saying? Oh and I gosh. was like, and then I was like, okay, I think that's valid, but <laughs> yeah, I'm also a Virgo rising. So like, what the fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> Let me tell you, it's just, I, everything you just said, I'm like, oof. Yeah. That's my life. I'm the oldest. (laughs) It's really, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. How many siblings do you have? Um, I have one on my mom's side. I'm the oldest. And then three on my father's side, plus two step, step siblings. Mm -hmm. I'm the second oldest on my father's side. Okay. So I have an older brother, me. A young and then two younger sisters after after me um yeah but I you know I also <laughs> I also try not to spend a lot of time like around them so kind of feels like I'm like an only child sometimes um yeah so that's <laughs> that's what I got I think it's, um, have you ever seen Encanto? Yeah. Um, do you identify with any of the characters in Encanto? Yes. Um, I really identify with Luisa, is that her name? The one, the strong one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the strong one, and then the one that makes all the flowers. Uh. I forget her name. I forgot her name, too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> is it like Maris- Marisol is the main one, then Luisa, and then fuck, what is the I don't know, let me And now I'm like <laughs> I know who plays her. Her name is Diane or Diana Guerrero. Oh, I love Diana. I I didn't realize that she had like such a good voice like such a good singing voice. Mm-hmm. I think she was like a musical theater person, I want to say. Oh, was she? I think so. I only really know her from um, Orange is the New Black. Black. Yeah. Yeah, she was dope. Um, where is it? Julieta? Or Isabella? One of them. I think it's is I think it's Isabella. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, um, definitely like the flower one. I'm I'm just gonna say her name is like Julieta. Yeah. And then Luisa from Encanto. What about you? I um definitely Luisa. Um, yeah. I also like have a crush on Luisa. Like. Right. Like, if I saw her in real life, I would be like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're the <so> strong <laughs> But, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely get, like, I mean, just the, the lyrics for Luisa's song where she's like, I'm the eldest. I have to, like, uphold all, like, I have to just take on the whole, uh, like, the weight of, like, the burdens of the family. If the family can't handle it, then it's, like, my responsibility. And I was like, damn, bitch, why are you talking about my life? <laughs> Yikes. Um, and so it was very, it was, it was very much, um, very much that. But I think also, like, Marisol, and, like, she was kind of breaking, like, generational. Hold on. Oh. Sorry, I'm still in here. Uh, we don't leave till 250. Okay, thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, <laughs> but definitely uh-huh. like Marisol as well, just because she was like breaking generational curses and was just like, hey, uh, grandma, love you, but you can't just expect for all of us to be like on all the time. And, like, yeah. you know, we we have other parts of us that are valuable. Um, damn, what a good ass movie. The music's it's, good, too. <laughs> it's amazing. It was ugh, my whole heart. I'm a big fan of like magical realism uh, in general. So that whole thing just really spoke to me. I think like, I don't think I realized until you just said it, but yeah, magical realism is, is what that is. I only knew magical realness, realism in terms of like reading it. So like my first introductions to it were like, in Spanish class reading it and so it was just a little bit hard whenever like Spanish is not your first language <laughs> and you're yeah. like oh I'm sorry is that a newspaper did did he turn into a newspaper and they're like yeah and I'm like what yep. I don't speak Spanish like this is very hard <laughs> and so I just remember like being like I don't know if I like you know magical realism if it's just like slipping in fake sh- you know magical shit like like it's nothing but yeah you know in a language that i understand i'm like oh yeah yeah no i'm into that actually <laughs> i just i'm just Fantastic. you know not uh fluent in uh, my spanish um <laughs> i mean that's why we got translations you know like yeah. that that was the, what what i really loved about Encanto was like the the it felt like a Marquez novel was brought to life. Mm. And I'm a big fan of, um, you know, I read it in high school, like 100 Years of Solitude. That was a huge You love that book? Oh my God! It's like one of my favorite books of all times. Yeah. And um, I think it kind of gave me a foundation for like my tastes as a writer. Ooh. Like Marquez, Toni Morrison, um, who else? Marquez, Toni Morrison, um, there's this this composer Philip Glass who I really love a lot. Like mm-hmm. those people are really big influences on my on my work. That's but so yeah, like in the in the beginning of Encanto, when <clears throat> you see all the like families and their the family and like all their powers, I was just bawling. I was like, this is like Marquez. <laughs> wow, you're blowing my fucking mind right now. I read really? 100 Years of Solitude and I. I'm gonna be honest. I really hated it. Um, oh wow! It was it was that's cool. So painful for me to read. Like, and I I read it in English, but like <laughs> I could not imagine reading it in Spanish. But um, yeah, gonna, it was just it was just like I was like yikes. What? <laughs> <laughs> the characters really stressed me out. Like the uh, the patriarch of the family, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like I really felt traumatized. But <laughs> now that you say that, though, I'm like, no, I definitely get that. Like, I get yeah. the like the that. And there's another book. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's by Isabel Allende. Oh yeah, oh, I haven't read it though, but I've heard of the house. It has the word house in it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. It's like the house of something. Okay, I was about to say the house on Manger Street, but I think that's that's Sanders a different. Yeah. yeah, I I faked like I read that book in eleventh <laughs> grade. <laughs> Thanks, right. Pink Monkey. Um, 
Damn, I can't remember. They they re, they they made a movie adaptation of it, and I think it's like on Netflix. I think Meryl Streep is in it, which is weird. Anything? Um. All right, it's a Belian day. Do I have that? No, I don't have her, that book. I have a different one. Different ones. House of Spirits. Yes, the House of Spirits. Have you ever? I think you might like it. Because it's it's also about like kind of a multi generation. Honestly, it's very similar to Encanto. Now that I think about it, but it's like a multi generational house, and um, definitely there's magical realism. There's like this weird horse dog thing. Um, okay. Magical realism, you know. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I so, like anyways, but uh, I definitely I, I recommend that the house of the house of the spirits. Um, I've not watched the Netflix or the movie that's on Netflix, and I probably won't because, I mean, I love Meryl Streep, but, like, why is she in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's take... a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, mean like, I there are white people in Chile or Yeah, which is also, like, not like I forget that there are white people who speak Spanish because, like, <laughs> Spanish, but, like, <laughs> but it's, like, you know... Over here, a lot of time, a lot of like the Latinx people that we meet, the Spanish people speaking people that we meet are from like Central and South America and they're, they are a little bit more like indigenous leaning. Whereas like when I was in Spain, I was like, why do all of these white people speak Spanish? <laughs> like I was like, this is weird. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, this is weird. Like blonde hair, blue eyes and like just going off in Spanish. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> Colonizers. Isn't that fucking wild? Um, they really have like colonizer money too. Um, Yes, they do. It's very beautiful. I was like, is this what y'all doing with all the money? Yeah, they just make things look great. It's just, it's so wild. I love, Spain's one of my favorite places to visit. Mm -hmm. But you realize, like, what they had to do to get there. Yeah. Like, it's just so bugged out. Like, I was talking to a friend, um, this is also a tangent, but I was talking to a friend about, you know, the Ukrainian uh, Mm -hmm. crisis and things like that. And I sent her a a video about um, how people are, Got, like galled at the fact that this is happening to white folks and, oh yeah you know, and Big she was upset. like it's not about I was, I was like she was like it's not about like uh race and like it shouldn't be you know people people including white people shouldn't be looking at this in terms of race and i was like mm. but you do realize like what europe had to do in order to be europe right like yeah the only reason that there hasn't been conflict over there for so long and i'm really distilling it right now but like the, the only reason they, they've stolen everything. Everything. And yeah. therefore, like, you know, they're kind of set up to not fail. So it is it is really startling to see. Yes, it's really startling to see uh, the, the Ukrainian people, like, being targeted. Yeah. Um, with, you know, this potential of war. But you have to realize, like, this has been happening literally everywhere else. Yeah. Without any kind of fanfare or concern from exactly. like modern media and like she was just like it shouldn't be about <laughs> I was like I don't know how to make you see otherwise yeah but. no I, I agree like that's been one I, I um that's been one thing where like I've seen where I'm like y'all th- these are not new things like this is not the first time another country's been like I want that 
Yeah. Like, it's not, right? Yeah. Not even from Russia. <laughs> it's so, no. It's like, so why are you like, I can't believe this is happening. But like, Russia, just like the massive country that it is, has non-white Russians in there. Yep. People who are indigenous to where it is. What did you think happened? Yeah, how do you think they, how like, you think they got there? They weren't like, mm, I'm going to go hop over the border to Russia. No, the, the border moved. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people are like, oh, these poor. There's one news person who, or reporter or whatever who was just like, these blonde hair and blue eyes. And I was like, oh, my guy, shut up. This is not a good look. And everyone's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's it's um it's really yeah it's it's actually it's terrifying but it's also just like it's exhausting. I don't know. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. But you know, like to kind of like circle circle back, like so like you know you go to places like Spain and you're like, wow, this is this is so beautiful. But then you remember the history. Yeah. You know, kind of brings things back into focus. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, I remember. I knew that there was Moorish um, <clears throat> influence in like Spain, for instance, but like it's a lot heavier of an influence than I think the rest of the world really recognizes. And so like Moorish people were um, are um, Muslim. And one of the things in Islam is that you don't make images of people, including God. <clears throat> a lot and and so a lot of their art is like beautifully geometric like it's just like these shapes and these lines and so like 95 percent of the tile that we saw <laughs> including like the bathroom and the airbnb that we stayed in was like modeled after like moorish tile where it's just these beautiful like colors and and geometric shapes and all that stuff and um, the Airbnb that I was staying in had like a, a rooftop uh, deck and we could see the top of the um, Seville, Basil- uh, not Basilica, Cathedral and got to take a tour of it. And I walked in and I was like, is this Catholic, right? Is this, is this Catholic? Because I mean, like, obviously there's like bloody Jesuses like everywhere and like some white people everywhere but like if you look at the shape of the ceilings and if you look at the geometric um, things on the ceilings and like this was a mosque this was this was a mosque absolutely like i'm not like an expert in any religion at all i'm actually i i will take that back i'm actually very good with christianity because i was a christian for a long time but (laughs) um but like like the mosque i was like i've I've seen these before. These, this, this is like these are the designs that they use in like mosques. And then reading the history, the Moorish people had control over uh, Spain for centuries, several centuries. Started building this mosque, and then the same, whatever the same year. Let's see, fourteen ninety two, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, mm-hmm. right? Fourteen, fifteen, fourteen. Fourteen, I think. Um, I think it was 14. Um, that same year, Catholic people were like, just kidding! We're Catholic! 
Catholic now, Spain. This was a mosque. Now it's a cathedral. We put some bloody Jesuses up and here we go. And it's like obvious, like everywhere. And I'm like, that explains it, right? Because I'm like, there's no way, full shade, there's no way that these white people came up with this shit. There's just no way. Yeah. But Moorish people, that lines up. That lines up. And then, like, learning about, like, just, like, the history of, like, certain things I got to see um, in Triana, like, kind of, like, the heart of flamenco dancing, which I'm obsessed with the music. I can't say I'm obsessed. I really love it and appreciate it because the the musicianship is just actually, like, out of this world. And then getting to see, like, flamenco dancers and hear the singing and the music, and I'm like... Again, this is very clearly not from like white people, right? Because you have polyrhythms that are coming straight from Africa, which Spain is not too far from. And you have um, the melisma in the singing that's coming from <clears throat> like a very traditionally like Arabic singing. Yeah. And like all, and I'm just like, yeah. And so I was talking to the person who took um us on like this tour and she's a flamenco dancer as well and we were i was talking about it and she was just like absolutely like that's one thing that we love about flamenco dancing is that like it's all of these different like cultures and because like where we are is a port it's so easy for these like cultures to kind of intermingle and create something as like extraordinary as flamenco dancing um i also learned that the word almohada is from Arabic as well, which makes sense, which is a pillow. Um, and I was like, it was an empire. And I was like, that's adorable. But um, <laughs> it probably wasn't adorable, but I was like, oh, a little pillow. Um, but yeah, so tangents. So, no, no, it's uh, cool. I, I loved hearing about that. It was, it's very fascinating to me. Um, I feel very fortunate to have been able to visit. Um, I would love to go to Spain again. Um, so we talked about something that you want to improve on. You said like consistency. And you also talked about like how you can see where you'll go, you know, a week or something without really uh, intentional self-care. And so you're trying to kind of incorporate that. Is there something that is there like one of your self-care practices that kind of is the first to go whenever you're maybe under a lot of stress or pressure or pressure, like, you know, just don't have a lot of time because you, you do juggle yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh sleep sleep's like probably the first okay. uh because i'll i'll say like okay i can get six hours and then i'll wake up and jump rope and like make you know make a coffee or make a matcha and then mm-hmm. you know go to work um but what ends up happening is like i will feel very depleted like the next day if i don't sleep so mm-hmm. and then by that like everything else falls by the wayside right. you know so that's a big um my therapist and I talked a lot about it. She was like, wait, you know, if you're depressed, like you have to prioritize these pillars, like, you know, they're, they're, they're pillars of your self care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to make these things non non-negotiable. So I've been aiming for eight hours every night. It's not always perfect, but, uh, at least seven and a half, seven, seven to eight. Um, that's good. You know, I started taking a, a supplement called cortisol manager to help me like, relax at night Mm -hmm. and it's helpful you feel a little groggy in the morning but it is it's pretty solid so i actually have it right here with me now we were kind of talking about like a while back um 
because I had shown oh, I yes! about the ashwagandha. Yeah. It has, it yes. has that in there? Oh my God. Okay. So Tarantino, after you told me about that supplement, I like did some research and then I went to my, um, there's like a supplement store that I go to in the city and they didn't have that one, but they had, um, this one. Okay. Ashwagandha is the first, yeah, ashwagandha and L-theanine are the first Mm. two, uh, ingredients. So thank you for putting me on because... Huge fan. I'm a huge, huge fan of, of it. Um, I'm always trying to find ways to fall asleep because I don't, it's harder for me. So I'm glad that um, that, that looks really cool. Um, and you were talking, I remember you were talking about like the cortisol and, and your body and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, stress. <laughs> yeah. Say something like stretching. I can't do, but it's not going to get me this time. It's not going to get me every day. Yeah. Um, and what is something that you excel at in self-care? Um, I make time to connect with the people that I love the most. Um, I make time to laugh, uh, every day. It's like non-negotiable. It's also, I mean, it's easy because, you know, your phone is right there. It's easy to scroll, Mm -hmm. uh, and find accounts that, make you giggle uh every day Mm -hmm. so those i think those two things are really um i excel in those avenues laughing every day and connecting with family and friends uh who i care for um yeah it's like is there something else but i think that's it you know those are those are like the two things that's awesome though i i feel (laughs) like i feel like a majority of the time when i uh see you being you on the internet you're laughing yep and I'm, like, I'm like wow that's amazing <laughs> truly i think it's so great <laughs> yeah it's like because i tell you it's just you know i think there's so much out there to be uh melancholy about yeah. and i find that we're you know okay the world can be a scary place, but you have these other things to assist you to get like get through it. Mm-hmm. So why not, you know, look at a crazy TikTok? Like why not, you know, why yeah. not get on Twitter and laugh about some foolishness? Um, or why people don't want to use a white fridge because Nene Leak said like you know white fridges are ghetto. Like that shit is really funny. <laughs> And it just speaks to how I'm literally looking at are. different places, like, where am I going to live next? And I'm like, ooh, they got a white fridge. <laughs> and I'm like, Kalea, a white fridge is the same as the fucking Nene Leaks, man. I don't even like her. She's a culture influencer, you know? Slice it any way you want it. It's just, that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, laughter is a huge deal to me if I can't laugh like I don't I don't want to be there Mm. (laughs) I love that I love that energy though yeah I'm like having fun you know this um this Sunday a group of us are gonna go do laser tag fun right I was like thank god we're not going somewhere to drink I want to go fuck people up yes i'm like you get to move your body and it's just honestly laser tag is stupid fun (laughs) you have a blast (laughs) 
pumped. Um, I'm really excited for that. So yeah, like I think those are the things: laughter, fun, connecting with people that I love. Uh, you know, and also alone time. Like I think I'm really good at saying like I'm I'm not going to see people for a couple of days. I'm not going to get on the internet for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and I will have my alone time, have my solitude to just you know let my mind wander because I think what what's happened what what happens a lot with social media is that you'll get too many opinions or too many people like living in your head then it's not um it's not your own perception it's other people's perceptions Mm, kind of being foisted on you so it's really important to like disconnect and you know say like I'm gonna go sit outside in my backyard and like stare at the sky for a little bit yeah or like you know would you light my candles do you consider yourself to be an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert i think like ambivert it really depends honestly uh, like who i'm around and you know the kind of mental space that i'm in i I tend to present as introvert at first and then when people get to know me they're like wow okay (laughs) like you you got a lot of energy and a lot of you know but uh, it really takes the right amount of people to, like, bring the extrovert side out. So, yeah, I would say, like, the ambivert. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> um, we did it! Oh, my God! Oops, sorry. Wait. Oh, there you are. I'm here. All right. So, now we are moving on to Manifestation Mash. Which, if you remember, there are four categories. Um, Geographically, where do you want to live? Career, or just like, what do you want to do? Home building and legacy. And you'll name four things that you do want for each of those categories. So first up, we have geography. Tell me some places you'd like to live. Spain. (laughs) Easy. some kind of mountain region okay um jamaica um you mentioned that you ooh i i'm always missing an i in jamaica j how do you spell jamaica (laughs) (laughs) that's how i remember it jamaica so is it just one i yeah oh jamaica Jamaica. Sorry, I'm going to stop saying that. No, I think you should keep saying it. I think you should. J-A-M-A-I-C-A. Like, uh, that, like that's how the, the, the Spanish-speaking people pronounce it. Jamaica. And Ooh. so, like, that kind of okay. helps. Yeah. It does. Actually, it's, it's uh, the, the indigenous... Uh, the indigenous name is... Uh, Zamaica, the X A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I'm wild. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, X. I'm gonna fuck it up, but yeah, it's spelled with an X. Yeah, and then I know like, Spanish about. adapted it into Jamaica. Was is Jamaica a Spanish colony? It was originally a Spanish colony. Um, I did not know that. No, it was originally fuck them, um, <laughs> Arawak and uh, Taino Indians fuck what you heard on the islands and then the spanish came fucked it up and then the brits came oh. like took it away from the spanish and then Yo, yeah colonization and then, is weird it's so weird to me it's just weird yeah 
it's just imagine imagine having the gall to go to a a country and say like "Mm -mm, it's mine you're our queen now it's ours yeah it's it's insane so which i think uh, like it's like the same queen is like that's alive now right any i'm sorry that was one of them Someone. She's prob- probably the same. I feel actually course. very satisfied with that joke. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, someone was like, you know, the Queen of England has this COVID. And I was like, I hope she dies. And they were like, And I was just like, I don't know, fuck that bitch. Like, she's old. So she's she's like, she is act has been alive since colonization of certain places have happened. So, I mean, like, Whatever. Is upholding that old, uh, you know, that old institution in a lot yeah. of ways. It's interesting, like, because Jamaicans really, um, well, let me say this. The Brits did a really good job of brainwashing Jamaicans into believing that they were a part of the flag, like, of the like under the British, oh. you know, flag. Okay. And so, you'll, you know, to this day, like, there are certain Jamaicans that will say, like, I'm a part of the British. That's like, girl. Wow. <laughs> like, you know. They'll they'll be very proud of that that uh, that colonization. It's odd. Um, and my grandmother has even said, you know, she she feels that Jamaica was better under British rule than when it was became independent. Wow. This is this is a woman who was you know born into a family that had dirt, had a dirt floor. So I don't know what that tells you. Wow. Just I, I like, you know the thumb is the thumb is <laughs> yeah. There is a. Um... <sighs> maybe you'll maybe you'll do what you did last time and tell me the name of this Instagram. <laughs> no pressure, but there's this Instagram person, Batty, that I follow, and um, she's just fucking funny. I don't know. I honestly have no idea how I found out about her. I don't know what she does, but she just be she just be posting like hot takes from like you know like weird camera angles and has perfect skin um but Uh she has like a british accent so i'm assuming she's there and but her family where did she say her family is from don't get me to lion africa um and she was like it's kind of weird that she's like it's kind of weird how they have like Brits have like conditioned the people who they've colonized to think that like they're somehow special and like good and like things are and we're better because she's like oh like I recognize that like the queen who is alive right now is responsible for a lot of terrible bullshit um because I think she actually has been queen since she's like 15 or something so she like actually is responsible for a lot of shit um like 80 years worth of shit um he's like but like you also like actively have like colonized my home country and um caused a lot of damage but I look at the queen I'm like oh cute you know and I'm like yeah what you're saying about you know how there are some Jamaican folks who are like yeah you know we're part of the British whatever colony is like a point of pride and it's it's what an interesting re-education also i did not know that there were um that the indigenous folks there were taino i knew that the taino is also on puerto rico which in retrospect it's in the same sea Uh, (laughs) see what what they did there uh got it um (laughs) it's uh, it's interesting um 
yeah, we can have the whole conversation about like lineage and colonization it's just so layered um yeah i think i mean as as a person whose family is from north and south carolina (laughs) like my family's very very american in that like we don't know you know like africa right like we don't fucking know right like we just don't and that's fine you know and there's uh, definitely some um, indigenous people who are closely related, you know, like, so it's just like, we're and, we're, and we're fine with that, right? Yeah. I think they did like a, that DNA thing, which they did that without, one of, some of my family did that without telling me, and I was like, maybe I'd be interested in joining, but I guess not. Um, but also, I'm not sending my DNA to like some random thing. Um, anyways, but just like thinking about like how there are people um, who can trace their ancestry to a different country besides the U.S. And that's not something that I have. Um, and that's not something that I'm upset about either. I'm not like, I wish I could, you know, like swab my spit and then find out that I'm from, you know, whatever. Because ultimately, like, my family is very American. But also, I kind of take pride in knowing that, like, my family built this <laughs> country. Yeah. Like, like, and not like, oh, yeah, like, in some metaphorical sense, but it's like, who the fuck built the White House? Right? Right. <laughs> and my family is still in the South. Like, we have random family members who, like, moved to Cleveland, and we're all like, why? But, like, <laughs> like literally all of us are like, uh, okay, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> but, like, you know, but, like, for the most part, like, my family is still very much in the South. Um, I think I have, like, a great aunt who lives in Alabama now, um, which we're also kind of like, why? But, um, but like, it's just, it's kind of amazing to, like, look and be like, yeah, that's, like, we built that shit. Right? Yeah. Like, you're welcome. The reason yeah. why, you know, the South was thriving was because of, like, my ancestors. The reason why these things were put into place was because of my ancestors. And, like, even though it's fucking terrible, like, absolutely so goddamn terrible, but it's just, like, you're welcome. Yeah. Because y'all, y'all could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. Like, at the end of the day, y'all could have done it. Okay, okay. Back on track. Okay. Spain, mountains, Jamaica, number four. Uh, um, <sighs> New York City, if it didn't go underwater in the next 40 years. Okay, so is that like real? <laughs> I'm, I'm I being mean, serious. Climate change, like, they're, you know, they're saying climate change is uh, like New York will be underwater by a certain like year. I think like 20, I don't, don't want to lie, but it's. It's not that far off. Like, yikes! So, is it is New York City on below sea level, or is it just because there's it's really heavy and mostly islands? I think because it's mostly islands. <laughs> because it's really heavy. That's not funny. <laughs> but I'm serious because there's like a lot of buildings. <laughs> like, I went to New York City yeah, and I was like, why y'all got all these fucking buildings? Mostly like, buildings. Yeah, it's a it's it's just so much. Um. But there's certain parts of it that are really pretty. Like, um, let me take that back. Take out. Let's take back New York City. Let's take New York City back out. Okay. Actually, I can be Hindu. I'm 
flirting with the idea of moving to Cali, like to moving to Los Angeles. Okay. So let's put Los Angeles on the, the list. I love that for you. Thanks. All right. <clears throat> Career. Four things. And again, it doesn't have to actually be involving capitalism. It could be sitting on the beach, so, uh, drinking coconuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, delicious. Um, like hiking person, like a person that just hikes all the time. You a know, hiker? A hiker. Um, <laughs> um, wow. Somebody, like an herbalist, somebody that collects uh, like forages and makes medicines out of what they forage. Mm-hmm. Um, marine biologist. Ooh. Right. And um, a movie director slash showrunner. Okay. Movie director. Excuse me. Showrunner. Next up, we have home building. Four different building structures you would like to live in. Apartment. Like a loft apartment, um, a tree house, like a tricked out tree house. Um, submarine. <laughs> Did you say a submarine? Submarine, yeah. Oh, that's dope. And um, like a island? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like a remote island. Okay. And finally, legacy. Mm. Ooh, this is so heavy. Like, I, and I have to pick four? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for instance, one person said they wanted to leave behind a really dope jewelry connect collection. So it doesn't have to be like, I want my legacy to be. It could just yeah. be like, I don't know, we laugh a lot. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, you know, leaving behind, uh, giving people experiences, like, of joy, you know, that they'll cherish, like, joy and, like, warmth, okay. you know, that's, that's definitely, yeah, um, a record collection, I'd love to start collecting records one day, um, so the idea of leaving behind a record collection is really cool to me, um, Somebody that like trailblazed in TV and film, um, and like open doors for Black and Brown like, creatives uh, in that realm. Um, I don't know, like Bigfoot. I just feel like I sometimes I feel like a mythical creature, so I'm just gonna put down Bigfoot. Okay, just for fun. Are they called? Cryptids? Is that the word? Cryptids? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. But LOL, maybe. My my aunt, <clears throat> one of my aunts, is super into I'm I really I'm looking it up because I really feel like they're called cryptids. 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 Oh shit. Is that I think it yeah, that's it. Okay. 
Yeah, so cryptids, describing those creatures which are, or, or maybe, subjects of, oh God, cryptozoological uh, investigation. Okay, that's not helpful. Um, an animal whose existence or survival to the present day is disputed or unsubstantiated. Any animal interested in crypto cryptozoologists? You're really making words. Okay. So you want to be Bigfoot or you want to be a cryptozoologist? I want to be Bigfoot. Love that. Done. <laughs> <laughs> You're an Aquarius, aren't you? Oh, big time. Sometimes that shit just comes bursting out. Uh, okay. So what you'll do is pick a number between one and nine, and then I'm going to go through, count, and eliminate every whatever number. And then eventually you'll have one in each category, and that'll be your life. Let's let's do it. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go with nine to start. Love it. All right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Just crossed out apartment or loft. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Just crossed off mountains. Island. Oh. Herbalist. This is getting. I don't know why I'm scared. Like I feel, <laughs> I feel like Spain. Ah, no! <laughs> Record collection. Submarine. So for home building, we have a tricked out treehouse. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Uh, experience experiences of joy for legacy or that's what I crossed out <clears throat> for legacy you have left over uh, film trailblazer and Bigfoot <laughs> you uh -huh. chose that one <laughs> that shit is hilarious though. okay crossed out Bigfoot oh! film trailblazer Marine biologist. Movie director, showrunner. So for career, we have hiker. And so between the two, uh, for geography, we have Jamaica and LA. Huh. All right. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Car. What is it going to be? Yeah. You will live... In a tricked out tree house in the city, La Ciudad de Los Angeles, in California, um, with the career or the thing that you do as a hiker, and your legacy will be that of a film trailblazer. <laughs> Yes! I know that's fucking right. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm so, so excited. If, I'm trying to keep things moving because I know you have to get, start getting ready. Um, if 
um, you have any advice about anything at all that you'd like to give, now is the time. <laughs> Pressure. Um, follow your instincts. Like, your instincts aren't going to steer you wrong. They might scare you. But follow your instincts. Like, yeah. I, with modeling, for instance, like, my buddy kept telling me, you know, like, you should apply for this. And I was like, you know what? What's the worst thing that could happen? And now I've been able to walk through some cool doors. So just listen to yourself. Listen to your ideas and act on them. Don't be, don't be afraid to, to listen to, your, to yourself. Um, you know best, often, more often than not. <laughs> yeah, that's so true, though. Yeah, I like that you said that, though. Like, it might feel scary, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. Exactly, so. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> this is the final thing. Tell me all the dope shit that you're doing. Promote everything that you have. Go! I know you got a I did a adaptation, like a, a queer adaptation of the opening scene of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minds. <gasps> uh, it's called Meet Me in Rockaway. It what? should be out by the middle of this week. Okay. Or no, not the middle, because it is the middle of the week. Uh, like the middle of this month. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I am which is March by the way the month of March in 2020 the month of March yes yes. so Meet Me in Rockaway should be released uh, by mid-March before March uh, 14th and um, I'm writing an anthology series called uh, Northeast Corridor it's tales of immigrants in the northeast uh, of of, uh, New York New Jersey maybe Connecticut um but yeah, it's it's a it's a magical realist anthology series, um, and some other things that I can't mention just yet because I'm I don't know if I got it, but like I will be sure to share it with you. You got it. After. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where can yeah. we find you on the internet? <clears throat> um, you can find me at <clears throat> at yell y e l underscore Reynolds. Wait, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I, that's that's my Twitter handle. Um, oh yeah, I guess I could do Twitter too. You can do literally everything. <laughs> I'm because I'm gonna post them anyways. So okay, um, Twitter at Yell Reynolds Y E L R E N N A L L S, and um, on IG at Yell Reynolds all one word dot jpeg. That's where you can find me. Awesome. Yay! Yay! Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Truly a delight to actually talk to. Um, we just be like on the internet kiki and shit. <laughs> I know, right? We've never, we've never like spoken. Yeah. Or, like spoken face to face. So this so, is really nice. What a delight. Um, you can find all of Namashe podcast stuff on um, the Instagram, which is Namashe podcast. I do have what's called a coffee, which is ko-fi.com slash namache living. Um, and on there is where I sell some products that I make, um, different salves, uh, eczema oil, probably some of the stuff that I'm forgetting. Um, and um, if you really feel moved, you can send me an email to namache podcast 
at gmail.com n-a-m-a-s-e podcast and thank y'all so much you have a good afternoon um ashe and namaste Yeah.